want, wanted to talk about spaciousness. Uh, it's a word that you hear a lot in this practice. Um, and I know I talk a lot about making space for experience. And so it's some, for some reason it popped into my head this week and I thought I'd, I'd like to investigate it further and really see what, what um, it means when we talk about it. So I, I looked in the suttas. I went to Access to Insight, if you're familiar with that website, Tanisaro Bhikkhu's uh, website that is compendium of the Pali, the Pali Canon, and there was nothing. There was one reference to spacious, and I think they were talking about a field, that it was a spacious field or something. And I went, okay. So, um, you know, and when I first heard about spaciousness, I I thought it was um, kind of one of those woo-woo words. But the more I get into practice, the more I understand what it means. And even though it's not in the Pali Canon, or else it's not trans, or else if the Buddha used a word that kind of indicated this, it was hasn't been translated as spaciousness. It's been translated as something else. Perhaps I should have done a search on openness or, or another type of um, sense of what that means. But I I, I looked at um, a lot of. Uh, writing and um, listened to or looked at some teachers and what they had to say about it. And really, I think what is easier to look at is uh, the word constricted, because if you're not spacious, you're constricted. So that is um, much more common in uh, in what I was looking at. And um, I think it's also easier to relate to, or I know I definitely understand the concept of constriction, although I wasn't really aware of it until I really started coming to practice and, or started practicing um, uh, seriously. I think, you know, while I was disconnected for a long time from my, ex- my physical experience, so I wasn't aware of what was going on, I think if I heard news, like if somebody told me something that was really hard news to hear, it felt like a kick in the gut. So that was a sensation of of something. But I'm much more aware of constrictedness right now um, or contraction right now, constricted contraction. And this one teacher, Christina Feldman, says that um, there is a limitless ground for preoccupation and contraction as we go through our, our lives, which means that everything can make us kind of close down and close up. And when I think of the, the term constriction, that's what I think of. I think of shutting down, um, closing off, and basically it's a way of armoring ourselves. And I I was so aware of it last week. Um, and I think I may have shared this before. I know I've shared it uh, in a few places. So um, the after the election, I was really... Um, conscious of not watching the news. We didn't watch the news on election night. We didn't watch the news the day after. Or I, we check our phones, but not really get involved in that death by a million paper cuts. We just kind of like stayed back from that. But every once in a while, I'd look at social media and I'd start reading some things and I would feel the tightening in my gut. 
which is the constriction. And I'm like, oh, I'm backing away from that because the mind took over and then the body responded with this contraction, with, excuse me, with this contraction, this tightening up, this, this, uh, whatever the response was. And, um, usually what it's, what's happening is it's, it's driven, it's driven by craving. It's driven by aversion. It ties us up when we get caught up in things, we get, we get tied up. The Buddha talks about, um, being entangled all the time. We get entangled in, in what we want. We get entangled with uh, things we don't want, or we don't want to be entangled with things we don't want. So we get caught up in making sure those things don't happen or they end. And I like the, I really like the idea of taking birth as some sensation goes by, we read something, we hear something, um, we think something, and we immediately take birth as that thing the ego takes over and we I begin to identify with whatever it is the the um you know in around the election stuff it's like we take birth as the person who doesn't want this person to win and take birth as I can't this would be horrible and it just takes over and we're just full of um papancha I mean, the mind, just the, the proliferation of thought just goes bananas. I don't know if any of you can relate to that, especially over the last couple of weeks. But it or in general, Papancha just is like one thing happens and then it leads to another thing. It leads to another thought. It leads to another thought. It leads to another thought. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about habits of mind and that proliferation of thought. You know, we get caught up in the in the catastrophizing. You know, if this happens, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen, then this is going to happen. And I was talking to a friend today. I was talking about I was in a place in my life many years ago uh, thinking that I, I, if I quit my job, um, I, I hate my job. And I'd rather kill myself than go to work, but I can't quit my job because if I quit my job, nobody else will ever hire me because I can only do this job. I'm only good at this. And therefore, and the story that went on, and I don't think I was aware of my gut being churning, but I was aware of the, I mean, I was so lost in the thought that was nowhere near the present time. But if I were practicing and if that were happening now, I'm sure my gut was as tied up in pretzels. I remember saying every once in a while I'd go, oh, my gut feels like it's a pretzel, which is that flavor of constriction. And it, it shows up for each of us in different places. Sometimes there's the, the, the heaviness on the chest or the belly. There's the tightening of the jaw. That's constriction. That's, that's contraction. There's the, the, the clenching of the fists. There's the grinding of the teeth. All of these things, the hunching of the shoulders, if you think about it, that's the closing in and the clamping down and the hiding from the reality of what's happening because we, um, we are caught in fear of what the reality is. We're not caught in fear of the reality. We're caught in the fear of the consequences of the reality and we're caught in the fear of, of what it's supposed to be. Um, you know, we, 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 um, have these ideas of what should be. We get caught up in the shoulds, all the shoulds or the should nots. And, and the fear of what if takes over and it can be really debilitating. Um, Larry Yang talks about um, 
he said, and this is true, he says, you know, we are so, we feel so burned out and pulled in a million directions and that we have so much to deal with internally and externally that it's easy to get lost in this. It's so easy to get lost in this constriction because we, when you're burnt out and you're tired, it's just, you just, you're not paying attention. You're not um, oftentimes making the effort we get. I know when I'm tired, it's, um, we're not feeling well. If we don't feel well, it's really easy to go down into the down into the dumps. Um, and with all the stuff we're experiencing with the lockdowns and the pandemic, and I was talking to my brother who lives in Portland, and he says they just locked down the city up there. And with the spiking, I'm sure there's a lot of that going to happen and we're getting into winter. And so that is incredibly wearing on people. And it's not stuff we're used to. And so the mind can take over those habits of mind. And uh, we just get caught up in that ah, that tightening, that, that constriction. And um, it's not a pleasant place to be. And those ideas, we take birth, as I, I love that, that idea of I take birth of this has to end. This has to stop now. Oh, the kitty. The kitty comes and says hello to me, which makes me happy. Hello, kitty. You have to go now. Thanks, Mikey. <laughs> um, so we get caught up in this, this idea and we, we create the, the, the armor. And we can walk around in in constricted all the time and it's very rare sometimes when we're not constricted when we're not paying attention have you ever been in a situation where you all of a sudden stop and go my god i haven't taken a breath in hours or days or it seems like you haven't taken a breath in forever obviously you have because if you hadn't you'd be dead but it feels like you haven't even taken a moment to breathe because we're so tight, so tense. And so that's not a healthy way to be. That's a stressed way to be. And stress is another translation of dukkha, which is suffering, which is this tightness, this constriction. And what spaciousness is, is the letting go. It's, it's, the, it's the being willing to drop the sense of this must be. Um, it's it's having a larger landscape in which to hold it all because when we are um tightly wrapped up i i used to say i had a real i had a pea brain and not that it was stupid but it was only this big and i had a very small idea of the world and how the world could work and how it would play out for me and my options were incredibly limited because I had the imagination was limited. I was caught into these habitual patterns of thinking and I couldn't break out of the habitual patterns of thinking. I couldn't imagine a different way. My horizon was so limited. So no wonder if things were starting to go a different way from what I had thought they needed to be. It was terrifying. It was absolutely terrifying. So when we are willing to let go of those that pea brain is just made up of fixed ideas and because of the negativity bias that our brains have this tendency to go towards there wasn't usually it was all about avoiding disaster 
avoiding disaster. Um, I spent years not making decisions out of fear of making a wrong decision because if I made the wrong decision, disaster would ensue. So I had to make sure I made the right decision, but I could never figure out what the right decision was because what if? I mean, I didn't even like restaurants with large menus. I mean, the Cheesecake Factory was just like, forget about it because there's like, you know, I think the, the, the menu is like this thick because it was like, oh, FOMO, FOMO. What if I pick the wrong thing? I might really want to eat that, but I picked this. You know, I said that I heard that one time this this couple went on a, their honeymoon to Mexico and the whole time they were thinking they should have gone to Hawaii. It's like <laughs> that's when we let the mind take over and create scenarios going, this is not OK. Instead of checking in with what's right here, we learn to let go and stop fighting reality. And of course, mindfulness is how we do that stopping and paying attention and seeing the habit of mind and being willing to notice. That's why the first foundation of mindfulness is so incredibly important, that willingness to tune into the experience of the body, begin to recognize those sensations, recognize the tightness. You know, some people talk about carrying these, 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 this heaviness or these balls around inside of them or the, 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 whatever the experience is for a long time. It's because we hold on to these ideas, these habits of mind for such a long time, for years, lifetimes, you know, these causes and conditions that have created these circumstances and we can't see outside of them. And the, it's actually quite scary to think about letting go of all we've known, even if it's shitty. Even if it's it's unpleasant, you know, it's like that experience I had with the job. I would, like I said, I'd wake up in the morning and think, lay in bed before I got up and go, oh my God, I'd rather kill myself than go to work. And I didn't realize that that was like kind of wacky. It made perfect sense because I had slid there so slowly and it was such a painful place to be but I couldn't imagine quitting the job because I knew, I knew it would end badly because I would never find another one. So I was doomed. That's the scenario I created for myself. And we do that all the time because we, 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 we say this is the way it is and we don't, we don't make space. We don't let go of it. We don't tend to the, the pain, the discomfort that's right here. And so I had to realize that I didn't get to see anything other than the next, the next step. What's right in front of my face? That's all, that's all we have. What's right here? What's right here? Tend to what's right here and quit fighting, um, fighting reality. And just as, as there's this limitless ground for constriction, there's also a limitless ground for spaciousness, when we are willing to finally let go of that thinking, that 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 I, we we cease when we stop taking birth as the person who will never find a job, or the person who this, or the person who that, then we make space, we let go, and and see what's really there, what's really right here. You know, we begin to expand the view. 
and see what, um, you know, see how we create our own suffering as we get into understanding the Four Noble Truths, this clinging, this craving for pleasant, um, and see how suffering is born, see how stress is born. So it's really, um, you know, this practice outlines this path and um, what we begin to do and we begin to do it as we practice meditation is begin. we have to begin to relax into the moment, to be willing to trust the unfolding of awareness. The story will drag us away and then we just keep coming back to drag us away and come back, you know, because the story says this, but our reality is actually telling us something different. It's okay right here. It's safe right here. My experience is I've always gotten another job or I've always done this, you know. Why am I living in a scenario that has no, um, no tether to reality? You ever do that? It's like you're fighting to hold on to something that's like totally fantastical when reality is over here going, hello. It's like this one time, I, you know, I tell this a lot. I was in yoga many years ago with a friend who had never done yoga because she always wanted to try it. So she came to class with me and the teacher said, do something or other. We're in some posture and she's yelling, I can't do it. I can't do it. And we're like, but you're actually in the posture. But the head was saying, I can't do it. And it's like, but you are. That's what happens when we get into this thinking that we allow the thinking mind to take over. So we have to let go, really make the effort to let go. That's when we, that wise effort, seeing that, seeing that mindset that does not serve, the unwholesome, unbeneficial thinking, and let go into the moment. Relax right here and open beyond the fearful, constricted states. You know, we have to bring willingness, bring intention. And when we set intention, and I and I mentioned this, um, I don't know if it was last week or a week before, when we set an intention, it primes our nervous system to start paying attention to what we're looking for. You know, it's like when we buy a car and we all of a sudden see the same car 100,000 times, whereas we've never seen them yesterday. Because now we have that in our in our awareness. We're bringing it into our consciousness. So, you know, setting an intention to let go. I used to say no to all everything because that out of fear, begin to say yes to what's happening right here. You know, cultivate mindfulness, learn how to come back to the present time, finding your foot on the floor, finding your hand touching your face, breathing, breathing. Putting, putting a halt in front of you so that you're not running down that road. Um, you know, minds are so much more expansive than we think. Pea brain. You know, I had that. Let yourself, you know, break out of that pea brain. There are other things because, you know, I. Um, Somebody asked me when I decided to become a meditation teacher, and I said I never decided to. I was invited to go into training, and that's how I ended up here. And if I had said no out of fear, I can't do this, I'm no good, blah, 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 as I tended to do much of my life, my perfectionism would not allow me to do things. 
um, you, we may not be here tonight or I wouldn't be here tonight. You know, I might be sitting around with somebody else, but I probably wouldn't be here. And I eventually did quit that job. It took me about nine months to finally let go of trying to figure it out. I had, you know, I couldn't figure it out. And I finally was able to let go and realize there's no way I can control anything. I'm just going to go and see what happens. And what ended up happening is I and I, I started doing stuff that I didn't know existed. That's what happened. I ended up in a job. I ended up doing something that I didn't know existed. So if I had sat around trying to figure it out, I never would have figured it out because I didn't know this particular thing actually existed. So expand, expand, open, constricted, closed, only seeing what's in front of our face. I mean, only seeing you know, what we allow allow ourselves to see. If we open up, then we can start seeing things that, oh, I didn't notice that. It's like when we are so caught up, like the instruction in meditation, when we're so caught up in the idea of a restless mind, oh my God, my head won't stop, my head won't stop, it's awful, la 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 la, this is terrible sit, I'm so painful, when's the bell going to ring, la 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 la. And if we stop that noise and come back for the breath, even just for a half a breath, notice when there's ease because there is a pause very often but we're so caught up in the thinking we don't allow ourselves to be with that pause even as I said if it's a half a breath or a breath let it be there let it let yourself experience it and that begins to shift your awareness and go oh this is this is possible who knew you know when you, when you allow spaciousness into through this mindfulness practice, it shifts perspective. It shifts how you see things. You no longer have to clutch and hang on to because, um, you know, I don't have to control. What was it they were talking about? I was talking about um, awareness. And it's like, just trust and trust in awareness, trust in the unfolding, just trust in the unfolding, because that's all there is, is the unfolding, you know, just trust in the unfolding and um, be aware, allow yourself to be aware of the flow of experience, you know, constriction stops the flow. And when you're open, you're, you just flow with what's going on. And a couple of teachers have said different things when you're when you're in spaciousness. This is how they've described it. And it's really the you know, the it's really when you're the the it's the absence of the hindrances. And when there's absence of hindrances, what you have are the seven awakening factors, which is, you know, um, investigation, seeing what's happening. What's what's going on right now? Mindfulness. What's going on right now? And the effort, the energy to stay present, and then it moves into joy, you know, tranquility, equanimity. So that's the state when it's not constricted, when it hasn't taken birth as an identity. We don't identify with things. It's relaxed. It's alert. It's peaceful. There's a place of refuge. There's a sense of ease. It's well-being, joy clarity, wisdom, and confidence, you know, so you're just able to be with what is. You don't have to have it be anything else. So I really invite you to pay attention. 
it's not about going go forth and be spacious it's about recognizing when there's a constriction recognizing when you are caught up in that mindset and letting go and tending to what's here doesn't mean there's not um sadness or grief or unpleasantness that's not what this is saying but when you are not constricted or fighting what's happening you can make space and tend to what's absolutely here if there's grief you can tend to it if there's sadness or loss or joy you can make space for it that's what making space is means you open up and and um that's where the equanimity comes from that ability to just be intimate to have this place of ease in the middle not being knocked over by one thing or another so that's where you find that spaciousness that openness because you're not attached to everything with your claws so um that's my thoughts around this idea of spaciousness and constriction thank you for visiting undefended dharma these teachings are freely offered however if you would like to make a donation to help support the technology that makes these podcasts possible please visit mary stancavage dot org backslash support. Thank you.